Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for no matter how you're tuning into this, whether it be YouTube or iTunes or Google, no matter how you're tuning into this, it is such an honor that you are taking your time to be a part of what we are doing here. And going into this episode, I am very excited that no matter what you are going through, it would be ignorant for me to ignore the fact that you might be going through the worst time of your life right now. And some somehow, in some way, you are choosing to be a part of this conversation. And I want to honor that time with you, for one, not to negate what you are going through, but to walk alongside you and say, you know what, no matter what you might be going through, there is a color that could be found in this chaos. And I'm so excited to be able to be a part of what will happen during this time as we are here together right now. For the last uh, three episodes, we've been able to be a part of a series where we were talking about the fact that we are works in progress, that you and me, we are works in progress. And so often we stress ourselves and get over overwhelmed with the fact that I am not perfect, but the reality of it is, is that we are broken people, but we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that is faithful to be with us and walk alongside us and to enable us to be able to be who he's made us to be as we surrender to him and allow him to do that work within us and, and, and not rest in the fact that we somehow have to produce this, this growth within us, which we honestly can't. And, um, so with that, I am really excited about, um, what's, uh, what's to come, uh, through this podcast. And as I was thinking about it, I, it was actually during the last, um, the last series that we were going through that I started to have an idea for what we're going to go into. And it was, it was, it was an idea of to start a new series and a series that would kind of be able for me to be able to be very real and honest and vulnerable with you. I know one thing that a lot of people, when they come up to me and, and when they get to know me, they, they ask me a lot of questions of, you know, Jonah, you know, how do you know the Lord is real? And, and, you know, how do you know, um, how do you know what you know and, and all these other things? And, and why do you have a faith that you have? And a lot of these questions, I feel like, uh, for one, are very complex and they they're not something that could just be simply answered for the most part. Um, but I wanted to be able to give these uh, give these questions uh, ample time to be able to for me to be able to share you my heart and share you my experiences and what I've been through and and what I'm going through and, and what has happened during those times that has produced that growth and that faith uh, that, and that journey that I've been on through those. So I wanted to bring you alongside that process of, of those many moments where the Lord has met me in a very powerful Powerful way and taught me something very, very huge in my life that it, that it, that has changed my perspective and my worldview. And but as I was thinking about that, I did not feel like right now this episode was the right time to start that. But what I did feel is that what if right now we can lay a foundation that this next series coming up from Wednesday and and Friday and and the later on days can build upon. And so that's what I want to do today. So jumping into this, I wanted to start with this um, with. To bring you back to a idea and a concept that that I think about very often, but I want to explain what it is because if I don't, then it won't really make sense. And it's one word. It's a word called zero. Zero. And you know, the word on its own is zero. It's you know, 
the absence when when there's nothing there's not one or two or three there's not any numerical value that's been attributed yet but it's empty there's nothing there and that's what zero is is it's, it's a placeholder um for a number it's there's nothing there it's it's yet to have anything there so when i think about this word zero it brings me back to this idea of that moment or it brings me back to a time where that very moment where i got on my knees for the very first time in 2011 in june 2011 i got on my knees i said jesus take my life i am done i am done and zero to me is that moment where I said, look, I am nothing. I, I want to be yours. I want to be new in you. I, I don't want to I don't want to keep living life as if I am the main character. But Lord, I'm surrendering to your plan and your will for my life. And so zero is that moment where I said, look, all I have is you and all I want and all I need is you. And no matter where you're at, if you're listening to this or watching this, this can apply to you as well because each and every one of us has an opportunity to have a zero moment. And no matter whatever is going on in your life, uh, maybe you can relate with that. So this comes from Isaiah 55, and this is the Lord speaking through Isaiah um, to the people, to the, to the nation of Israel, but not only just to the nation of Israel, but as you'll see, he's also speaking to, through Isaiah to, to anybody, no matter where they are, no matter who they are, and he's, and he's trying to invite them into something. And so I'm going to read this. This is Isaiah 55. Come, anyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourself in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and that I may make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love as the love that I had for David. And that's verse one through three. And, and this comes right after the Lord promised basically this covenant of peace where he said, no, no matter what hostility that's going on between me and you, I'm going to make a way so that that will not be an issue anymore when it comes to our relationship, but that I'm going to pursue you and make us one, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, that, that we will, we will have a reconciled relationship, but first you have to come to me and trust that I will, I will reconcile that to you. And so he's speaking to these people that are broken and that they know they've messed up. They've messed up so many times, but the Lord is still faithful and he's still pursuing after him. And I want to skip down to verse six real quick. And I'm going to read from verse six to, uh, to the many verses afterwards. And this is what, um, this is what, uh, Isaiah says to the people after the Lord has already used Isaiah to speak to them. This is verse six, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that will go from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, 
but it shall accomplish what I purpose and shall succeed in the things which I sent it. And verse 12, for you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And I've been thinking a lot about recently about that moment in June 2011 when I surrendered my life to the Lord. And in that moment, all that mattered was him. My family, my relationships, my baggage, my past, my failures, my flaws, all of that at that moment where I was on my knees and I was broken, I was weeping, and I knew that I was broken. I was bringing my brokenness to the Lord. In that moment, nothing mattered but him. And even though I, I came to him weeping, I, I, I came out of that situation with joy and I was laughing and I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life. And that moment was the catalyst. That was the moment where I truly became alive because for one, I realized that my identity did not depend on my circumstances or my experiences or anything that I can possess or anything that I can do, but that my identity was found in my creator, savior, and sustainer that does not change from yesterday, today, and forever. Who God is does not depend on who I am. That God is the I am when I am not, and I will never be. And this also brings me back, um, as I as that is so real to me, that moment of zero when I had nothing and all that mattered was him, but that was enough. It also brings me back to this moment. Um, in college, I, I, I heard a professor say this is a random, a random quote, but it meant so much to me. And to this day, it means so much to me. But he said this. He says, guys, we should not live as if it is the trees that move the wind. And if you're listening to this right now, I want to unpack that just a little bit. He said, do not live as if it is the trees that move the wind. And what's so profound about this is that when you look at trees that are moving in the wind, it could be so easy to think that it's the trees that are moving the wind, especially if you feel the wind, right? That you see these trees moving. And what if it's like the trees moving like a fan, you know, like if you have a palm branch or, or some type of fan and you're moving it in your hands, it produces this wind and this cool breeze that can come as a result of you moving that fan. But what's so crazy is that when we look at trees that are moving, even though it appears if it's the trees that we can see moving the thing that we cannot see, but in reality, it's the things that we cannot see, the wind that is moving what we can see. And with that, what that person was saying, he was saying, look, with our relationship with the Lord, sometimes we think what we do moves what God does. So if I'm a good person, I do X, Y, and Z and, and all this stuff that somehow God will have more favor, more mercy, more love on me. But if I don't do X, Y, and Z, then, then, you know, something happens and he won't love me as much, or maybe he'll curse me or, or give me something that, 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 that will be painful or hurt. And maybe with the chaos that is going on in your life or what you're going through in your life or other people's life around you, maybe you've started to believe the lie that maybe it's, it's somehow you that, that moves the wind, that, that really the wind doesn't do anything, that, that, that the Lord really isn't there. But instead, all that happens in this life is because of us. And if you believe that, it's almost like believing that it's the trees that move the wind when in reality it's what we can't see that is moving the trees. And that moment where we accept that, we can be able to see the trees moving in the wind and, and say, you know what? Wow, how awesome is it that the power of this wind can move something as steady and as steadfast as this tree? 
And just like that, that moment where I was on my knees and I said, Lord, take my life. I am yours. And all that mattered was him. I did not produce that. What happened, though, is that I finally recognized that it was the wind that has been moving me and that, that, that loves me all along. And that only the wind, only the Lord can produce a, a heart within me that I so desperately long for and crave. And so in this invitation where Isaiah, where the Lord's speaking through Isaiah saying, look, come to me, no matter what you've done, no matter that, that right now, as we as humans, the way that we um, get goods is that we, we have money and it's basically a ticket in order to get a product that through the, the finances, you can get, gain a product. But the ways of, of human finance is not the way that our God works when it comes to what, what he gives us and, and, and that, that economy. But the economy of heaven is not what we can do to, to get something from God, but it's what God has done in order to bring us in. He gives us the invitation and we accept it and we have a feast and a life of abundance. Not a life that feels good at times because honestly following after him can be very uncomfortable and it can be very painful as well. But ultimately, what does it say at the very end? It says, for you shall go, and this is verse 12, Isaiah 55 verse 12, for you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. So what the Lord gives us when we give him our lives, he gives us a joy and a peace that goes far beyond any circumstances, any emotions, any past, any failures, anything that we can do. And that is something worth way more than a bread that temporarily satisfies or a, or a, a job that temporarily gives a, a, a sustenance. That ultimately what we are longing for is that we are longing for that joy and that peace. And we will search far and wide to try to find that when all along we can find that in our creator, savior, and sustainer. Not when we say, okay, I'm going to do this in order to get that joy and peace. I'm going to, I'm going to do everything to make me feel better and to be a better person because ultimately it's all about me. But no, that's not the way the economy of heaven works. But the economy of heaven is surrendering saying, look, Lord, you have paid the price. And ultimately you pay the price on the cross cross, that your word that spoke everything into existence that I could read from the very first chapter in the Bible, that same word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that person has a name and his name is Jesus. And he lived the life that I could not live in order to pay the price that I could not pay for my soul. That my soul is so broken and through my brokenness, I cannot fix the brokenness. But through Jesus, through the word of God that was made flesh and dwelt among us and lived the life that we could not live in order to buy what we cannot purchase. He gives us an invitation through on the cross saying, it is finished. And just like in Isaiah, thousands of years before Christ on the cross, just like God was speaking through Isaiah saying, look, come to me that I will pay the price for you. A eternal, eternal covenant I will make with you. And ultimately he fulfilled that through Jesus. And so where are you at in your life right now? Where are we at in our life? Are we, if we're followers of Christ, those, I'm speaking to those who are followers of Christ who say, look, I've had that moment where I surrender my life to Christ. Are we living in that zero state even now or have we lost what is so precious and what happened that was so ta once so tangible but now seems like a, a distant memory? And those who are not a follower of Christ, you have an opportunity right now 
where you're at right now to say, you know what, I want to have that zero moment that no matter what this brokenness within me, I'm no longer going to be defined by my brokenness or by me, but I'm going to be defined by my creator, savior, and sustainer. And he is going to make me into who I want to be. I want to read this as we close. And it's this, I wrote this in my first Bible. So this is back in around 2011, 2012, around that time. And I wrote this and I, I don't remember it being a quote. Um, I think it's just something as I was reading, I started to, to think about. But I, I wrote this. We take for granted what we fail to see is precious. We take for granted what we fail to see is precious. What do you feel like you're taking for granted right now? What are we taking for granted right now? Are we taking the Lord for granted? If we are followers of Christ, are we taking Christ for granted? Are, are we taking for granted the fact that everything that we, we, we hunger and long for and search for and all of the things that we reach for, that ultimately nothing can satisfy but Him. And He has already became, became one with us when we surrendered our life to Him. That ultimately we can rest, our heavy hearts can rest easy. Why? Because everything that we desire can be found in Him. And he is faithful. He is faithful. And nothing can change that. No loss of a job. No loss of a person. No loss of a relationship. No loss of a marriage. No loss of uh, any type of financial um, security that we have. No loss of, of anything that we have in this life can take that away. That ultimately we are safe and secure from all alarms because we are safe and secure in our Father's arms. And if, you, if, if right now you're listening and watching this, you're saying, look, I am not a follower of Christ. I want to invite you, just like through that passage of Isaiah 55, to come, to bring your empty, bring your nothing, and he will give you everything. He'll give you everything. He'll give you everything. He gave me everything. And that moment I was on my knees, that changed my life. And the person that you see, anything good in me, is nothing that like like a tree can that produced anything within me any good that you see within me it was nothing that i produced on my own but it was the wind it was the lord the lord the, the person and savior of jesus christ that he is chiseling away at me through his spirit making me to be more like him and that anything good within me is not of me but is of the lord and that we do not have to live as if it's the trees that move the wind but we can all go back to that zero that moment that all that mattered is him. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much that we do not have to live as if it is us and our ability and, and our righteousness that will move you. Thank you so much, God. Thank you that we can rest knowing that you are who you are. You are the I am and I am who I am because I am. You love me. And that you have paid the price that I can never pay in order for me to come and be full and to drink water that will never run dry, that 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 I will never run dry, and to eat food that will always fulfill, always fill me, and bring me that joy and peace that I long for so much. Lord, thank you that your mercies are new every morning, and that when we surrender to you, you give us everything, even though we give you nothing. <laughs> thank you, God. Lord, I pray for those that right now are hurting, that are going through pain and trauma and confusion and chaos, God. Right now, will you meet them? 
Will you meet them, Lord, no matter where they are, whether they whether they are a follower of you or they're not a follower of you, Lord, become real to them. Bring them into that zero moment where they feel a peace and a joy that goes far beyond anything that they can comprehend or anything they can do on their own. Lord, you give us immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine, not because of anything we do, because of everything that you have done. Thank you, Jesus. May we rest in that today. Help us bring, bring us all back to that zero moment where all that mattered is you. We need you so bad, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. You are so good. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for giving your time to this. And 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 I'm looking forward to what's going to come through this week and the new series that we'll be able to start and the conversation we'll be able to have. I am pumped. I am so excited. And if, if you're watching this or listening to this around Labor Day, happy Labor Day. If not, then have a happy day. I guess I could say that, you know, have a happy day. Um, because even though it's not maybe Labor Day as you're watching or, or listening to this, it, it, it's still going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Not because of our circumstances, not because of what, what's going on around us, but because we can have a, a peace and a joy that goes far beyond that. Why? Because we have a Savior, Creator, and Sustainer that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He is inviting us to be, be, be with Him today and to see things through His eyes and to find that color and chaos. Thank you for being a part of this. God bless you. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye.